Hey, podcast listener. Are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to Epic Business Growth for CPAs. My name is Geraldine Carter, founder of She Thinks Big Coaching. This is the place to be if you're a CPA who wants to grow your accounting practice. Weekly episodes are full of strategies and action steps that create a clear path for growth without working harder. Time to get inspired and grow your business. Hey everyone, I'm coming to you this week kicking off a new series of episodes I'm calling Lies of the Accounting Industry. Now, when I say lies, I don't mean lies with nefarious intention. I'm talking about myths, dogma, thought distortions, mindset challenges, commonly held beliefs, and so on. As I listen to accounting-related podcasts, to my own clients, and to articles that I read on the web about accounting from Accounting Today or Accounting Web and so on, I hear these small little phrases dropped in as if they're truth. And sometimes I go, I don't know that that's totally true. I think there might be room either to finesse that or to say that that's actually not a great idea or not how it is. So what I want to do in this series of episodes is bring up these mindset challenges, pieces of dogma, myths, and so on that I think are problematic and that have infiltrated the industry and the thinking. So let's start with number one, charge what you are worth. I was out for a walk yesterday listening to a podcast episode by accountants for accountants, and both hosts were really digging in on this idea of charging what you're worth. Now, what I like about this idea and this conversation was that they were calling out accountants who undercharge relative to what their value is, and they're not really charging what their service is worth. They are undercharging. So I appreciate where the conversation is coming from. However, the challenge I have is in the idea of charging what you are worth. And here's why. Number one is that this is especially problematic for women. Those of us who may have self-esteem that is a few notches lower than where it might be or where it ought to be. Many of us already struggle to know our worth. And it's impossible to be objective about our worth. So it tends to be a few pegs below where it is no matter how objective we're trying to be. Another problem with this is if you peg your rates to your so-called worth, what's that do to your self-esteem when somebody turns you down? And like I said, it's also impossible to truly quantify your worth. It's simply not a quantifiable thing. But all of these are just side issues. The main problem with this idea of charging what you're worth 
is that your pricing is almost entirely not about you. It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. It has almost nothing to do with you. Your pricing is about your prospect. It's about your client. It's about the person that you're talking to. It's about them. It's about their objectives. It's about the outcomes that they're looking for. It's about the solutions that they want to their problems. And the nature of the exchange of money is about the value that you help create for the buyer in working together. And I'll come back to the piece about it's almost entirely about you in a little bit. So your pricing is about your prospects and the value that you bring to them in working together. It's about their objectives. So you might be wondering, well, if their objectives are all going to be different, which they likely will be to a degree, then should I be pricing my prospects or my clients all differently? Now, I don't want to give you a blanket yes or a blanket no answer to this. What I want to give you are a couple of different frames to look through to reconsider how you price different clients and different prospects. Because the very same process will have a different value for different people. And we have examples of this out there in the economy already that we're familiar with and comfortable with. Think of the last time you bought an airplane ticket. You wanted to go to San Francisco for the weekend to spend time with your girlfriends. It was Thursday through Sunday. You looked at your options. You looked at the connections, how long you were going to sit in a certain airport, how many times you had to stop on the way there, or if it was direct, you weighed all your options and you made your choice. Even for you, there were different prices for the very same outcome, right? You can get there directly for $299. You can get there in one stop via Salt Lake for $249. You can bump up to Economy Plus or Business for $449 right? Even for the same objective of getting to San Francisco for a weekend with your girlfriends, you have multiple different price options. The price you pay depends on what's most important to you. Now also think about when you get on the plane, there are passengers next to you in the window seat and in the middle seat, and there's a decent chance that those passengers pay different prices than you did for almost the very same seat. But when was the last time you had a conversation with them comparing prices? It's a moot point, right? You're both getting what you want. You both are comfortable with the price that you paid to get to San Francisco. Plus, you probably, by that point, don't remember what you paid anyways. But you're not going to bring it up with them. You're happy with the price you paid. You wanted to get to San Francisco and done. Remember that you're not paying for the seat itself, You're not paying for the seat. You're paying to get to your destination safely. And you, who is going to hang out with your girlfriends, you're willing to pay one thing. Whereas think of the brand new grandmother whose daughter just had a baby two weeks earlier than expected. She wants to get on a plane lickety split. And the price may be less relevant than getting to San Francisco as quickly as she can to be with her daughter and her first grandchild. Different things are important to different buyers. Another example is the psychotherapist who offers her prices on a sliding scale. People with more means pay more for a session. People with lesser means pay less for a session. Most of us are comfortable with this idea. We like the idea of people of lesser means being able to have access to mental health. We are all better when that happens. 
An even more simple example is think of a Tom's of Maine tube of toothpaste that you can get at Walmart for $4.49, across the street at Target for $5.99, or at Whole Foods for $6.49. Different buyers want different shopping experiences for the very same product. It's not about the product itself, it's about the value to the buyer. And in none of those cases, was it about the CEO of the company and his or her worth? So let me come back to this piece about it's almost entirely not about you, because it is a little bit about you. And here are some ways that you can draw out the value of the objectives to your clients. You can ask them, why use outside help? Why not do this internally? Why do this with me? You can ask them, why now? Why is it important to get excellent cash flow forecasts now, more so than it was three months ago? Or why is it important for you to switch accountants now? You can draw out value to them with those two questions. Here's the one that makes it about you. You can ask them, why me? Why not the accountant down the street? And they might say to you things like, I hear you're really good at explaining numbers in plain English. Or maybe they'll say, because I hear you help your clients set up financial systems and procedures, and boy, do we ever need that. Or they might say, I heard you're the person to go to for breweries, because you know all the ways to depreciate all the inventory, the spent grain, the dented kegs, and so on. And boy, do we have inventory on our hands that needs to be correctly depreciated, and you're the go-to person for that. When you ask this question, why me, it helps them separate you and it helps you understand the value that they see in you that's specific to you that they might not get from somebody else. And it helps you focus on it, lean into it, emphasize it, and make sure that they are getting that very thing from you. So it is a little bit about you, but it is most certainly not all about you and it is certainly not about your worth. Your pricing is about your prospect. All right. If you want help transitioning into value-based fees, reach out to me. Book a 15-minute session with me or email me. Just like you're helping your clients, I'm here to serve and support you. Connect with me through my website. Just go to shethinksbigcoaching.com. And before we wrap up, a bit of dark humor from Hazel to close us out. What do you call babies conceived? Under the stay-at-home order when they're in high school. Quarantines. <laughs> now another? That's the only one I have. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.